age bracket got drafted, we were in COVID. So there was no see them at the draft. There was no development camp. So it was an awful lot of like, you know, like Zoom calls and telephone calls and, and, and working with them kind of remotely. And like I knew like some of those kids for a year and never met them yeah. and never seen them. And the first time, you know, I seen, uh, you know, seen some of them at camp and walking like, wow, you're a lot taller than I, than I thought. And they're like, yeah, you have less hair than I thought. <laughs> but it was like, it was, you know, an instant, like, you know, kind of a bond relationship that we had with all of them because um, we did a good job of, you know, kind of staying in touch with, with, with all of these kids, uh, um, you know, during those kind of tough you know, development times yeah. because we couldn't, we couldn't be there with them. Hi there. Well, Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli, and this is Crunch Chronicles, presented by Wendy's. Today on the show, we chat with a member of the Crunch's development staff, as our guest is Jamie Heffernan, who is in his seventh season with the organization and specializes in movement. He has worked with Crunch players in the gym to make sure their bodies are moving correctly to maximize their potential and to help prevent injuries. He has been a key cog in the successful development model the Lightning organization has established in Syracuse, which has helped produce numerous Stanley Cup champions. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Wendy's Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger is back. Dive into a bite packed with warm, savory beer cheese, applewood smoked bacon, crispy fried onions, and hot and juicy beef. All perfectly paired with a Dr. Pepper at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Dr. Pepper is a registered trademark of Dr. Pepper 7-Up, Inc. Lee Baldwin and Company is a proud sponsor of the Syracuse Crunch. For all of your investment needs, check them out at investtoday.com. Lee Baldwin and Company, you do the dreaming, they'll do the math. Uh, great, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, great to have you here. I guess we'll start with the, you know what your your role is, your position with the organization. You've obviously you work here in Syracuse and Tampa. What's your what's your role in the organization? Uh, I'm my official role. I'm part of our development team, um, and officially, I'm the functional movement coach. Um, is I guess my official title. So, um, so my job is uh, I work with uh, all of our de- development staff. Um, uh, mainly uh, in Syracuse, or I go visit all of our prospects usually at uh, at their teams over the course of the year. And my job is basically to try and help them um, take care of their bodies and prepare their bodies for uh, the next level of hockey, for um, you know skating mechanics, shooting mechanics, skill mechanics. So it's really trying to. Uh, my job is to to work with the players one on one to to make sure that um, their bodies are working properly and and mostly, especially with our younger guys, is getting them set up. Um, earlier for what the expectations are going to be like because a lot of them aren't used to playing uh, uh, as many games and as tough as hockey is what the American League can uh, can bring in the NHL so making sure they're having really good habits by the time they they you know they get here yeah it's uh, well, I'm sure it's a daunting task in a way with some of these young guys and trying to figure out where they where they belong we'll get to that in a moment but how long you know have you been around how long have you been a part of the organization and doing what you do uh, this is uh, my seventh year I believe with the organization so um, uh, started um, yeah it was seven years ago and Rob Zettler was uh, I think it was Rob's last year in Syracuse um, so that was my first year here and uh, every year it's kind of 
um, I've been used more. My roles kind of expand a little bit uh, over the last uh, the last seven years. But uh, uh, it's been uh, it's been a fantastic uh, you know learning experience for me. Um, getting to meet and work with a lot of um, you know amazing skilled people. Um, so it's uh, yeah. So it's been around seven years. And it's been great. Yeah. How did it, I, I guess we'll go back to the start. How how did it begin? How did you uh, find your way into the organization? Um, I found my way. In, uh, uh, it's kind of a funny story. Um, my other job uh, back home, I have a couple of different businesses uh, where I'm from, and uh, the main one is I'm actually a golf professional. Um, and when I started uh, in the golf business, uh, uh, we did a lot of um, 3D motion capture testing. Um, and, and, and what that is is basically we, we were using uh, motion capture to um, to eliminate opinion out of why somebody does something extremely well. We were able to actually measure a lot of different things. So um, I started back in golf and uh, working with uh, baseball players, and we started to test a lot of athletes to find out how um, certain people's bodies move, so breaking it down to how their knee joint moves compared to their ankle joint, their hip joint. Um, and so I started kind of uh, doing that in golf, and I still do that a little bit. And then um, I started to dabble into uh, into hockey hockey um, I was a hockey player up until I was about 20 and then kind of switched to golf and uh, I was lucky enough to meet um, Eric Nielsen who uh, I'm sure is a, a fan of anybody listening to this <laughs> <You bet. laughs> um, and uh, Eric actually uh, is a really good friend of mine and uh, we did some uh, some testing with him on ice and some of the stuff we were able to kind of break down was you know just inefficiencies and in how his body was actually moving um, and then I was able to kind of take that information and get him off ice and some of those same issues that he was having um, and with Eric a lot had to do with previous injuries and stuff he had we were able to really pinpoint and identify okay these are major issues on your your right hip that doesn't work nearly as efficient as the left so once we got them to got Eric to in the gym and tried to get him to, to demonstrate kind of a functional exercise from his right side to his left side that same issue would show up as he was um, you know just stepping up on a box so what I was, uh, you know, able to do with a little bit of trial and error at the time was trying to figure out how I could come up with a training program to actually fix that. So Eric uh, was a, a very good test dummy <laughs> for <laughs> me, um, and we spent uh, we spent a whole entire summer. Um, of putting together some training protocols and to try and fix kind of the movement part so that when he when he went back to uh, to Tampa and back to Syracuse um, you know he'd be moving more efficiently lucky enough for me uh, one of his first sessions when he got on here he uh, was on the ice with Barb under our skating coach and she you know kind of oh you you look better like <laughs> you can you can move um, he, Eric's never known for his skating but um, uh, you know you know she she tends to notice you know him actually moving a lot better so lucky for me he kind of mentioned my name and then uh, that led to uh, you know a conversation with Stacy um, and then uh, and then that kind of led to um, near the end of the year a little bit of a, uh, of a tryout we came down and I kind of you know explained to um, to uh, Stacy and uh, and the coaching staff of kind of what it is that I do um, got to meet like Mark Powell and the staff here so we did some testing on guys and then kind of explained how I could actually help you know improve a lot of things on the ice when it comes to skill and skating mechanics because if a if a player's uh, hips can't move a certain way 
the skill of him doing something on the ice, it's, he's never going to be able to do it. So um, luckily for me, uh, you know, they, were, they brought me into camp. And, you know, the biggest break of my life, I have some of the best athletes in the world to, 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 to work with, yeah. which is a lot easier to do than, <laughs> you know, somebody who is, um, you know, playing, uh, you know, Bantam, Bantam, uh, you know, rec hockey. Um, and uh, that was, you know, kind of the first start. So they gave me, a, you know, an awesome opportunity to be able to work with some of the young prospects. And then, yeah, since then, it's just, you know, kind of continued to grow every year. And, you know, it's like I said, I'm just extremely blessed that they took an opportunity for, uh, you know, on a golf professional to bring in this as part of their development staff. Yeah. And uh, uh, seven years later, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, shocking. I've, I've been here that long, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's been an awesome journey and I'm uh, very grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds fascinating, too, with the 3D scans. So is that something you still do? You get the scans? Um, yeah, we now? I don't do it as much now just because of um, a lot of the stuff like uh, like the sport of golf for instance is 20 years ahead of every other sport when it comes to actually like technology mm-hmm. so so the uh, being involved in the in the in the golf business for 10 to 12 years of teaching um and as an athlete i never ever you know, like people's opinions, um, because if something didn't make sense to me, it's like, why would you try to guess somebody's weight when you can have a skill to measure it? And it's so when I started doing this, it was literally, um, I was very raw in the teaching of anything. And I just, I learned extremely fast. Um, and then it got to a point after a while, as we started doing, when I started doing the testing, um, it takes quite a long time and it's a lengthy process to, to take somebody through it. Um, but it, cause it started that it became more apparent of like the actual fixing part of it was was the most important part of that um and then as you know the experience of me doing it i can see what i see um, via video and just it's the same problems that every hockey player (laughs) you know tends to have and and so and like you know and lucky for me like you know getting to know like tracy and barb and and mike and our staff and learning from their expertise it was very easy for me to, to to relate that back to how they're actually moving you know in the gym so um i don't do as much of it anymore and a lot of it just because it um i have the experience now and just it's a it can become a very cumbersome process and of course we work in an industry where um the guys are busy yeah. and so we need to kind of have you know something something going right away and it's, it's become actually just even a part of just general fitness in every sport now that the you know the functional movement stuff and screening is just so much more prevalent now than it was 10 to 15 years ago so it's not just um you know a, a tool of um being able to help them improve but it's also is to try to stave off injury and like you said with every hockey player you know having hip issues having back issues shoulder issues ankle issues it's we we, we run into the same thing so the more that now that we can kind of prepare our young kids to to learn the importance of you know you don't stretch before you play it's actually a lot more detailed than that and once that they can understand that and then how that relates to you know them improving um as a player it's way more accepted now too in the industry than it was also seven (laughs) seven years ago too so yeah well there's so many different areas we can go down Uh, we'll start with you mentioned barb tracy mike uh, ellis and we had mike on last year and uh you know part of the conversation we had with him was you know just the collaborative effort of 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 the support staff that of the people we just mentioned 
mentioned, the Mark Powells as well, and everyone. Yeah. How much, from your perspective, is it that collaboration where someone sees something, it comes to you, and you can see this? Like, I'm sure it's just so so cohesive, the group we it, have here. It's, it's a great word, cohesive. Like, and it's, you know, starting from, you know, it's, you know Steve was here, and Julian, and, and Stacy, um, who was a huge part of setting this up and bringing in good people that um, there's just, there's no... Um, there's no ego with any of our development staff and everybody is just genuinely even, you know, seven to some of us, 10 years of doing it. It was just so excited every single time we get together to be able to work with these kids because it's a, it's not like going to work. It's way more like a family where everybody is constantly sharing information and asking questions and challenging each other of like, well, what about this? You know, how can we do this? Because we're in an industry that, you know, we're trying to develop people um, as efficiently and as quickly as, as you possibly can. So to have everybody on the same page where everything is about those kids and like we're, we're like a small little family family of you know even when we don't see each other with, with passing for a couple of weeks there's always a phone call like hey I, you know send a video I was out working with X player and I noticed this I thought that could help it's that, that's you know it's, it's, a, it's a fun part of you know to, it, it's, it's fun to be a part of a group that you know has that much passion for what they do and they're willing to to share expertise with each other of things because we all come from like slightly different yeah. backgrounds um, but yeah it's 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 been awesome it's a fun experience yeah so like for the process for you you know if if say the lightning this year draft someone are you jumping in right away when they're drafted do you wait till they get to this point i know barb tracy they might work with them in junior or wherever it might be what's when do you get a hold of these guys um around the same time yeah. it's it's um we were now that you know hopefully everything's you know kind of back to a normal yeah. schedule is usually after draft um you know we'll, we will see them at development camp right. so you get a chance to meet them and then um especially with our chl players and stuff that we go to see them right away and if it's not me going to see them two or three times a year it's you know zoom calls and staying because it's like the it's the one big step that we you know as an organization um from the adults i took you know five or six years ago was you know what why would we wait to start helping these kids when they get here at 20 years old when we can start to to help these kids and get them into just like the habits like you know it's been downstairs you know habits habits and good habits is we start with that right off the right off the bat and then this becomes kind of more of a standard that this is how this organization helps their you know their their players develop and um, so it really starts from day one once the kids are drafted they're they're exposed to all of us as tools to be able to to use um, yeah so it really starts from from day one of, yeah. uh, of them getting drafted into the organization yeah and you mentioned you know building that relationship right away I'm sure that's a big part of it too is having a relationship and and so the the player the athlete knows that their best interest is in you, is what you're looking for they, you know you're, you're looking yeah. to improve them in every way it, it's honestly like I, I get asked all the time of what do I do and it's it's honestly it's it, it's a big part of what we all do is yeah. because these kids are you know they're young um, they're not as seasoned humans as they might have been 20 years ago but they they really need to make sure that they you know that they trust you and you can build a good helping relationship with you so that they 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 put their trust in you because like with most of these kids it's not a you see them once or twice like we have them for three four five six years and fortunately a lot of them you know move 
move on to um, to Tampa and the and the great staff and stuff that they have up there. So it's, you know, it's it, it is it's a really important part of it is that you need to build relationships with these guys and it's like they um, like they they become you know you become very close with them because you work so close with them and it's especially with the last like two to three years like um, you know I tell a story all the time like you know you know Gage. Um, when when Gage and uh, Jack Finley and that that age bracket got drafted, we were in COVID, so mm-hmm. um, there was no see them at the draft. There was no development camp, so it was an awful lot of like you know like Zoom calls and telephone calls and and, and working with them kind of remotely. And like I knew like some of those kids for a year and never met them yeah. and never seen them. And the first time you know I seen uh, you know seen some of them at camp and walking like wow you're a lot taller than I than I thought. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you have less hair than I thought. <laughs> but it was like, it was, you know, an instant, like, you know, kind of a bond relationship that we had with all of them because um, we did a good job of, you know, kind of staying in touch with, with, with all of these kids, uh, um, you know, during those kind of tough you know, development times yeah. because we couldn't, we couldn't be there with them. So. Clearly, it's got to be the most challenging couple of years in terms of development for any of these athletes and mm-hmm. probably any time in the history of really since development has become a thing. How, what has been the biggest challenge, I guess, of maneuvering through the last couple of years in, in your role? Um, the, the biggest challenge was just being there. With my background, it's very easy for me. Like, you know, a couple of them mentioned today, you know, they were, you know, doing some, some stuff in the gym and they walked over and they're like, all right, well, I'm obviously not doing this correctly because you're standing inside. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, just physically being there to yeah. see a lot of it. But, um, but I was lucky because I don't need, for a lot of what I do, I don't need a lot of equipment that, you know, Zoom became an amazing tool. Yeah. Um, like, you know, <laughs> for me specifically, like, you know, it was obviously, more, it would be more difficult for like, for, you know, for Barbara and Mike, yeah. that they can't actually physically get on the ice, but that was definitely a challenge. But for, it was, for me, it was just um, kind, of, kind of getting creative in ways that we can, I can still stay in touch with these kids. And that's what a lot of it is, is that, um, you know, with, uh, with, our, with our staff and with JP and, and, and um, setting up schedules and, and, and Stacy is that making sure that we get these consistent touches because that's to me is one of the most important parts is it's consistency like you have habits and habits have to be you know taught happens have you have to understand what the habits are and you have to be able to continue to do them every day so it's if we're, we're we do those things and then the follow-up with them that we're consistently seeing them um, you know once or twice a month so that was uh, you know kind of a, a, a challenge for more people but it was actually somewhat easier for me because I had access to something like zoom and I could you know there was um, you know, especially when uh, when I was down in Tampa for the Stanley Cup um, you know, showing a couple of the guys down there that we were laughing of like pictures that I had of them <laughs> doing workouts in their living rooms <laughs> and stuff during COVID. <laughs> that, that it's, uh, and uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, <laughs> it was a very interesting time, but I think we definitely took, uh, um, we made the best of it. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the Stanley Cup, so we'll, we'll go there next. I mean, what was that moment like? You're, you're part of the organization and bam, you see, you see a lot of the guys you've worked with raising the cup. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It still almost doesn't somewhat doesn't feel real um, is because like the, the like we don't we do what we do to try and to win. Yeah. Um, and it, but at, at the same time, as like I said, you build um, relationships for them and it's just you're just so happy, generally happy for them um, because like it, people, you know, after it happened, were congratulating me and I like. I don't recall scoring any goals in the Stanley Cup. I like, this is a 
about, you know, those kids and, and, you know, the work that they've put in and the work that the coaching staff and everybody has put in. So it was more, um, it, it definitely wasn't a personal thing at all. It was just more of a, um, like I said, that a lot of times organized feels like a giant family. Yeah. Um, um, everybody's extremely close from f- close from the people from Tampa and the people here and, you know, and the players. So it was just a, um, it hasn't really even kicked in yet that, you know, that I had to, got to be there and experience it. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something I'm sure as the years go on, I'll, I'll look back at and, you know, have, uh, I have great memories of it, but like you said, it was more of just so happy for, to see some of these kids and know what the work and the coaching staff and all the work and effort that they put into you know to see a result like that it was uh it was pretty cool i'm sure this uh, kind of ties in with that but you know from your perspective what is the you know the most rewarding part of of what you do honestly the the most rewarding part is that i still have good relationships with a lot of these kids that have moved on from here the rewarding part is that uh, now the kids have bought in so much more quickly because of just the changes that we've made to how we do everything's here in, in, in the development part. But watching the kids do stuff that before I used to have to, hey guys, come on, let's, you know, we need to, we need to go through these uh, training protocols again to make sure you know why. And it was, you know, kind of a little bit holding some hands uh, for some of them at the beginning. But now the most rewarding part is just watching how they do this. It's just become a part of their daily routines. It Becomes a part of their their habits. They're coming here doing most of this stuff, where before it was here was the first touch they have. So, like the most rewarding part is probably that is just to watch how much you know the you know it's the ultimate compliment or compliment to myself is that when when somebody's actually doing what you told them to do, um, you know it kind of does show a little bit of respect. So from a personal standpoint, <laughs> like that's the part that uh, um, and, and and two is like is just to to watch how much these kids um, and these players um, they value like you know you know today we had a great development day uh, bar was in and Mike was in is how much they value those times they're not complaining they're they're never like oh I have you know I was on the ice here is they understand and it's and it's cool too when you when you have players that come in from different organizations a lot of the time they're like wow you guys like so how often are you here like well, I'm here this amount. Yeah. Well, how often is, you know, is Mike here? And you would see from every day, like yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> we're always, there isn't a development day. And that and that goes right with, you know, with, with, with Ben and Eric and the whole coaching staff down here and our development team is like every day and every game is an opportunity to develop. And that's just a mindset that, you know, that we have down here and that's been driven from you know the top of the organization all the way down is like we started to develop like i i, I t- was telling the story to um to a friend back home and he's like well what has changed since the stanley cup i'm like nothing or we're actually more yeah. developing than like more time like everybody's in even more since we've won so like the the winning part didn't um, you know, we, nobody got complacent. It was just like, everybody's like, no, let's go. Yeah. Where's the next one? And that's like, it's, it's cool to be a part of such a wicked organization of stuff like, okay, well, that was two years ago. Let's go. Like, like it's, <laughs> it's right, it's right back to work again. Yeah. And that's just a sign of just how much, um, you know, everybody wants to, you know, you know, to win and we want to, you know, you know, 
produce good players to co-op so it's it, that's a it's a pretty cool uh, organization yeah. to be a part of when it's like no we actually started to develop more and yeah. it's uh i had uh, had lunch with uh, one of our prospects parents um, a while back um i know them they live close by me and and they were you know kind of asking about the whole process and they were just like wow and they're like and and they said it's like kind of sounds like it's a lot like a you know a family it's like well sure because i said <laughs> if, if if that means that people work really hard and they care about you know your kid and they care about then yeah <laughs> it, 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 it is. sure so, is yeah. yeah well and it sounds like i mean the process worked that's what led to the cup so hey it worked <laughs> like, we're gonna keep doing this and and maybe raise it to the next uh, level you mentioned eric nielsen already yeah i might be on a fishing trip here but yeah. is there in your you know your history is there someone who I don't know a player who maybe resisted initially didn't like what what they heard and then <laughs> then they bought in and it worked and it paid off or, or is it kind of you know this makes sense right out of the gates and and you know I'm gonna go with this yeah um <laughs> I'll throw one of the bus here um <laughs> Uh, I won't say their name, but yeah, okay. there, there, so there's a player um, that that was here that um, you know during the pandemic. Um, the one of the things that tried to do is because especially at the beginning when the season got you know cut short, I think it was like yeah. April or March. Like there was nobody knew when that like is this going to be okay? We'll see in September again, like a normal year, or is this going to be November? And nobody had really any answers for it. So um, one of the things on my side they started doing is. After everybody got home, I just started doing uh, twice a week. We do just Zoom calls at certain times and said, um, you know, especially with a lot of the prospects and like, hey, guys, if you want to um, stay on this, it's not mandatory, but like I'm going to set up these times. Here's a schedule. I'll send you the links before. Um, and uh, and we would do, like I said, these, you know, first would be 10 minutes of just the guys just catching up. We just like, hey, how was everybody? And then we do 25 or 30 minutes of, uh, of a movement and mobility and a muscle activation stuff like we've done in the past and um you know some of the kids that used to be on those calls were some of the ones that we were like hey you know come on let's let's it's our you, you got to do these like yeah. they weren't uh, they were doing it but like you know you got to do it every day that you know you're a pro, you're a pro now and uh and over the course of and we did it for about a month or so and over the course of that month there was just less people um, that in I could understand the world was changing yeah. and there was less people that were on there. And I remember um, one of the calls, it was uh, near, it was about a month after we started, I got a text from said, hey, I'm just, I'm running a couple minutes late, I'm just driving home, but I'll be on the call here shortly. And I said, yeah, no problem. And um, all of a sudden he popped on the call and he's like, where's everybody? He's like, it's just you and me, buddy. <laughs> and he's like, what? And uh He's like, where's I'm like, well, so and so had some couple guys, you know, texted, but I said, you know, it's you know, it's fine. Guys are now trying to find other ways of you know of training and stuff, and and um, he was generally kind of mad and he was like well and he was one of the guys that used to have to make do it and he oh, said to me he's like well i'm doing this stuff now and i feel way better i feel way better and i said well great you don't have to you don't need to butter me up it's all good <laughs> and uh and he said no he goes i generally like i feel way better now than i did it when i came into camp and i'm halfway through through a year so he's like i want to keep doing all this stuff and we had a big talk about how like he said you know this could be six to eight months and I said, you know, there's going to 
be athletes from our organization, every organization that are some, they're going to use this as kind of like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, you know, take a break for a little while because I don't want to play. And some people are going to look at this as an opportunity. And, um, and he was definitely one of them. So once the pandemic kind of lifted, he worked his butt off, showed up here again at the beginning of camp and played, I think, about half the season and got called up. But he was in the best shape of his life. He played better and he got called up and never seen him again. He scored a extremely key goal we'll say that um <laughs> at a hockey game i went to it was the very last game of the year um <laughs> so you try to figure out who it is from that but it was you know something like that is a story that like i you know him and i talked about when we were we were in tampa and like and that's one that like you know you know personally there's like but it, and it wasn't just that and you know i helped him is that he just bought into what everybody was doing and he, he could just really see and mature that like wow i have a bunch of assets here um you know that he when he came out here when he was on the ice in practice he was a different like I've you know told the story to some of the coaches downstairs and they said like he was just different he was um, you know he's more attentive when he was on the ice when he was skating and the skills and with co- like he was just and, and, and like I said it was pretty cool to see somebody that um, you know that you know wasn't wasn't the person who bought in at the beginning which is you know expected for every kid um, but definitely when they started buying into what we all do um, made a big big difference and like and it's sometimes it's not you know you don't have to be a um, you know you don't have to be a first overall draft pick to play in which which we've shown yeah, <laughs> with sure. with, a, with a lot of guys up there so that's yeah. uh, you know that that's one of the ones that at the beginning didn't um, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, uh, but definitely didn't buy into to what uh, the whole development staff yeah. was doing at the end of it. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's, uh, yeah. I appreciate you sharing, even though you didn't say the name. Yeah, <laughs> people might be able to guess, but we'll leave it to them. Well, Jamie, we appreciate the time. Anything else you want to add before we let you run? No, no, thank you. I appreciate uh, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, no, this uh, has been great. Uh, thanks for your insight, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Okay, thank you. There he is, Jamie Hefferton. We thank him for giving us the time, and we hope you enjoyed that conversation. That story right at the end about the player who fully embraced the process was great. Maybe you can even guess who he was talking about. But either way, it's just a great example of how the organization has really succeeded with the development model and forming the winning habits here in Syracuse that can translate to Tampa Bay. Also, anytime you mention Eric Nielsen in his story is great. That's how Jamie Heffernan ended up here in the first place, who was working with Eric Nielsen. So uh, we uh, always smile when we hear that name, and I know you Crunch fans and anyone listening to this probably does as well. Anyway, that'll do it for this week's episode of the show. Thanks again to Jamie Heffernan for joining us. For all of us with his Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Vivali saying so long for now. We'll chat again next week on another episode of Crunch Chronicles.